Welcome to the In Your 20s podcast, where we figure out what the we're doing in our 20s. Hey, 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 it's your girl Tina with an H back with another episode of In Your 20s. Today's guest is super cool, funny, and he might not even know it yet, but I think we became best friends during this episode. Harrison Foreman is the co-creator and producer of the Blind Dating live comedy show called Updating Show. You can see it live in New York and soon to be other places because they will be going on tour soon. Throughout the episode, if you guys couldn't tell by the title, we are talking about all things blind dating, first dates. Seriously, Harrison is giving you guys the 411 on everything you need to know. The do's, the don'ts, the yeses, the no's, red flags, green flags. We are covering it all. Throughout the episode, we discussed what drinks you should not be ordering on a first date, what makes a successful blind date, the do's and don'ts of blind dating and first dates in general, how to approach someone in a public setting, successful ways to hit on someone, and probably the wildest moments that he has ever seen on the show. Like seriously, when he told us, my jaw was on the floor. Like I couldn't speak because I did not know how to react. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And if you do, please share it with your friends, leave a review, follow and subscribe to the show. It would mean so, so much to me. And I just want to get into this app. So without further ado, let's get into it. What's up, y'all? It's your girl Tina with an H back with another episode of In Your 20s. And guys, if you were like in the pre-show for me and this next guest, like you would already know it's going to be a great episode. I'm Super excited to announce to the podcast, Harrison Foreman. Harrison, oh my God, Tina! Thanks for having me. No, you're right. Our pre-show convo we could have gone on for hours, but lo and behold, the recording's starting. It's uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. I I love what you're doing. We're in we're in our (laughs) twenties. I've got to ask, like, do you go by Harry? Do you go by H? Or is it just Harrison? It's just Harrison. Uh, Harry, no go. Um, I do have this music producer cousin who he's trying to get me to go by Harris. He's like, your cousin Harris. That, you know, the girls will like that. The industry will like that. I'm sticking with Harrison. Some of my old friends call me H. Okay. So I like honestly, Harrison, honestly Tina, you could drop an H during this chat. I'll be cool. I'll be happy with that. <laughs> okay, so but, it's gonna be like Tina with an H and H's episode. Like, I love that. I love that. H Harrison, it, it works. No, it's uh, it's great to be here for sure. Awesome. Well, Harrison, to start us off, how old are you, and what is one random fun fact you've learned in your twenties thus far? Wow. Oh my God. Too many fun facts to choose from. Uh, so I am twenty nine. Not even twenty nine and a half. Twenty nine and. Ten, like seven eights. I have two months left in my twenties. Um, so it, which is, I don't think I've fully processed that yet. Uh, that might be a convo for another time or, or this chat. Um, so yeah, I'm 29. I am two months away from turning 30. What, so one random thing I learned about life in your twenties yeah. that I wish I knew. Yeah. So many to choose from. If I could go back, patience, that's the one word I would just tell myself. Just be more patient. Just chill. Just chill. I wish I told myself that at 22. I graduate uh, college. I want to do everything. I want to start my media company. I want to be big in entertainment right from day one. And like, 
these things take time, you know, they really do take time. And I think uh, that is, I'm not going to say my biggest mistake, but if I was more patient, I think I would have made a few different decisions, um, just like career wise and stuff. But yeah, patience is the big one. I totally see that because even when I'm like scrolling on Instagram or whatnot, and granted guys, we're recording this episode the day that Instagram shut down for I know, six isn't that hours. Crazy? Like, oh. I didn't know what to do with myself. I went on TikTok, found my future husband, and then I went to go on his Instagram and I couldn't I couldn't slide into you the You couldn't DMs. even see. Well, yeah. you can DM on TikTok, right? But it depends if you're following that person or not. Right. Okay. So it was like very difficult. But I will say, going back to your point about like patience, when I'm scrolling on Insta, I always I'm looking at these people who are like kind of like my role models or the people that I'm, I'm looking up to right now. And I have to remind myself, like, they're in their 30s. They're in their 40s. This wasn't something that just happened. So I totally feel I, that. I, I love that. I mean, JK Rowling is an example I always go to. I think she was 30, 36 or 37, unemployed, single mother. And then she was just at this train stop in Northern England and she missed her train and all of a sudden she's like wizard boy boom harry potter uh and then then it all started so yeah i think and that i constantly do tell myself about because doubt creeps in often right when you're doing whether it's a creative endeavor an entrepreneurial endeavor or you're just trying to you know find your purpose like a lot of doubt doubt is a part of the game so when doubt creeps in for me i usually just i think about these other examples right of people who they didn't figure it out at 18, 19, 20, 21. What Olivia Rodrigo's doing is cool. What um, that one kid, what's his name? Kid Leroy, what is he, like 17? Oh, yeah, or with Stay, he, with Justin Yeah, Bieber. Stay. I mean, look, very impressive how they're they're really hitting it at that age. But I don't, I don't think, I think those are more anomalies. And they, uh, and like a Zuckerberg, right? These are anomalies. So most people it does, it takes time. And so you got patience. Patience. I love that. That's going to be like the keyword of today's episode. But Harrison, for those who are unfamiliar with you and everything that you're doing, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, thank you, Tina. Uh, you're And you're my therapist for the day, it, it seems like. Bring it on. Uh, I'm ready. As we go through this. So um, I am a comedian. I'm a producer uh, and an entrepreneur based here in New York City. Um, I currently have a a show that uh, a stage show sort of off Broadway that I co-created here in New York that has started again some buzz. It, the name of the show is called updating. It's at the core, a blind date in front of a live audience. So you're literally blindfolded on a date. You don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. I, I started the show with a stand-up comedian friend of mine, uh, Brandon Berman. And uh, we, we built this show from, from the ground up and they say we're changing, even though we have no matches they say we're changing uh, dating. I don't, you know, for some reason. And uh, I've been working on this project for a couple of years here in New York. And we we currently have a residency at City Winery. We're at a few other venues in New York. If you're listening and, and want to stop by, we might be starting our tour, which is super exciting. Um, so might be going to LA, maybe Boston and Philly. So a lot in the pipeline. Uh, that is the main, that is my main sort of time thing time thing is that even a word that, that's what i spend my most time on these days and yeah i have a whole career i used to be in the tech industry and uh did that and then i just got hungry to like create content and tell stories and um 
make baristas laugh and try and incorporate that in my in my day-to-day life in my career so yeah that's a little bit about me in, in a nutshell well i do have to say like i mean this is i guess in the tv realm it'd be called like breaking down the third wall but right. of course we know like i did my research guys oh, oh my god and so i was scoping the internet came across your bio tina, tina was in the new york public library i was in, reading until 2 a.m and I just, I have to read this excerpt from your bio. Yeah, let's hear I loved it. it. I'd love to hear it. So guys, Harrison, he was voted best dressed in high school and most recently top 50 millennial to watch in 2020, the self-described neurotic unexpert and P. Diddy mentee. Harrison <laughs> is originally from New Jersey and a hopeless romantic until she orders a Guinness. End of excerpt. That's got to be one of the best bios you've ever read, right? I have so many questions. All right. We could, we could dig into all those different phrases. I am, I tend to overhype things a lot. That's just, I don't even know where that comes from. I'm very dramatic. Oh my God. Okay. I have a TikTok series called Not To Be Dramatic. Seriously. And like, yeah. So I Let, think this is the start of a great it. friendship. Um, I love it. So P. Diddy Mentee. Okay. What? Huh? <laughs> I know, like Jewish dude, like P. P. Diddy mentee. So <laughs> great research. So the origin of this P. Diddy mentee thing. So first of all, I I really admire him. I really do. I admire everything he does. He, even though he's not a textbook comedian, I consider him hilarious. Like he is so funny, uh, so cool. He he changed culture in so many ways. But why I metaphorically am a P. Diddy mentee, I'm still hoping to meet him someday. Um, is really about energy. He's all about love recently. And one of my catchphrases is show love, like just try and love, like bring love to your Uber driver, bring love to your friends, your family, like everything you do, just try and bring love. And so I wrote P. Diddy Mentee because I, I, you know, I strive, obviously, you know, we want to be ourselves and it's cool. You know, I'm not like the kind of guy who it's like, I need to be like P. Diddy but I really respect what he does. And most importantly, I just respect his energy. Uh, His vibe is just so impressive. I've never really seen anyone else just have that kind of energy before. And um, so that's where the P Diddy mentee came from. He started, he also inspired a TikTok series. I do. Uh, If you go into my TikTok in the dark webs, which not too many people know I even do this because I don't even share it publicly. Um, It's basically me dancing and vibing to to gospel music <laughs> and and soul music as like this jewish dude who fell in love with like gospel music because of the 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 rhythm the vibes and like the positivity and p diddy inspired that series because he was doing a lot of these videos and i was just like wait this is cool like i want i like like let me put on some gospel music <laughs> and uh okay that's a long answer again but that's where the p diddy mentee comes from that was not a long answer. And also, I actually love that story. God, I mean, this is me being dramatic, but like almost shed a tear because I love that story so much. So um, crazy, right? So Are you a fan crazy. of uh, like, God, you, know, you know what I'm talking about, like gospel, yeah. soul? Yeah. I have, I like, not necessarily gospel, but growing up, I was raised in the church. So there are certain songs oh, I love it. that when I listen to them, like today, because I don't go to church as often, but I definitely feel like oh my gosh, I want to vibe to it. Like I love hearing remixes of it and things like that. So 
10 oh, out of my, 10. Love that. Uh, what's his name? Kirk, Kirk Franklin. Yeah. Pa- Pastor Key. I get DMs now on Instagram from people in like all over the country. Like, hey, you come to church with me, sweetie. Like, I'll, you know, I'll show you. <laughs> you're, you're invited to the, I'm getting DMs. Harrison, you're invited to the cookout. Like, <laughs> and I have this, like, this, I don't even know what it is. It's this, this weird, no, it's not weird. It's just this niche fan base because I'm doing these videos. And I guess they've never really, people have never really seen a Jewish dude kind of do this. So the comments that you got, we'll, I'll send you the comments. It's truly like the funniest thing. Guys, our mission is to find Harrison's TikTok. Um, that's what we learned from that. (laughs) But then the also the other part of your bio that I want to hit on really quickly is um, the fact that you said until she orders a Guinness. What do you have against Guinness? Terrific question. So, do you want the backstory behind that comment? Yeah. Or I could just I'll dig into Guinness first. Okay. So Guinness. Yeah, it's a great question. Like, why would <laughs> there's something about like uh, I'm not a beer guy. I'm really not a beer guy. And I was on a date um, a couple years ago, and my date she ordered a she ordered a Guinness, and uh, I I kind of did. This was when I I had like a dating blog, and I recorded an update for an audience. This is one of the origin stories behind. There are a few origin stories behind the show. And my date she ordered a Guinness, so I went into the bathroom mid-date and I recorded an update. I'm like, guys, everything is going well, but she ordered a Guinness. What, what's up with that drink choice? I would have preferred a vodka tonic, maybe even like uh maybe even a spicy margarita. What do we think about the about the Guinness? And then people are commenting. And I agree, like it's heavy. That is heavy for a first <laughs> for for a first date, that is a heavy first date drink. Uh, like oh my god maybe a fourth date you'll get to the guinness level just keep it simple i was just so i was so and in shock. a spicy margarita is simple no no i no. think a spicy margarita you know what what you're gonna get guinness i don't even know what it i don't even know what it is like what is it is it well a, as someone who went to the guinness are you a guinness factory fan? when oh, i you know studied oh. abroad oh wow um, i actually went have to been, ireland yeah i was there for 36 hours best time of I my love life it. Oh, sounds amazing. <laughs> I have no idea what's in a Guinness, but I will say that if you put like, um, what's it called? Okay, I don't know what it's actually called, but the brand is called Ribena. Ribena, and, it's called? Yeah. And like, huh. you can get it in Asian markets. Um, if you're in Africa, you can get it there. Ooh, <laughs> like, I guess Europe, you can get it there. Yeah. And you just, oh, it's black currant. You pour it okay. in. Okay. And it tastes so much better. Like, I'm not a beer girl. The closest thing to beer that I drink is, like, a Bud Light. But when I really want a Guinness and someone mm. has Ribena or, like, Black Currant, 10 out of 10 time. I agree with you, though, that I wouldn't order a Guinness on a first date. I usually will look at the prices first. Right. And then based on the prices, I'll either go for, like, I am a spicy marg girl, so it's a spicy marg or like a wine. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Yeah, so that's like my choice. So that's, <laughs> I just had to ask you that because I was so intrigued. So funny. No, it's, uh, I, I appreciate, again, the research. It's, <laughs> it, it's remarkable. Um. <laughs> well, I wanted to, because you started talking about that dating blog, let's get into it. How the fuck did updating come to life? Great questions. It is like this crazy, 
there's I it's still like this crazy world whirlwind adventure. So we joke that there's going to be a documentary about the origin of of this show. So there are kind of two parts. So the first part, I was in San Francisco. I was working at um, I was working at Facebook at the time. So doing the tech thing, helping. Oof. Yeah, which, you know, they had a rough day, um, very rough day. And I I started a I started writing at the time. I've always loved writing and, and blogging and this was before like tick everyone was blogging then. Like this was a few years ago before TikTok was a thing. So I started this comedic dating blog. I called it Brunch Media. Um, and naturally, like sure I talked about like food and stuff, but the only topics that people were reading were dating, of course, from from the guy's perspective. And I I had heard about Facebook Live launch and just from like being there. And I partnered with a producer friend of mine and we were just throwing ideas around and we came up with this idea for to produce a digital show where I would live stream my first dates with permission uh parts of the date on on Facebook and and we just called it we called it updating <laughs> and like you're updating the audience on what's going on and so I would I did this mini series where I'm on the way to my date I go live hey guys how do we feel about my my shirt choice tonight, you know, I'm going with the Uniqlo blue sweater, not the black sweater. Do you agree with this decision? Do you disagree? Comment below. I did the bathroom thing. And then after the date, I would kind of recap it. And so that went, it didn't go viral, viral. It went like mini viral, I call it on, especially on the West Coast, started getting messages. And I kept doing that. And it was really cool. I mean, it was the first time where I, and I've been creating content, doing comedy forever. But it was the first time I was making something that people were sharing without me yelling at them to share it, which was really cool. Like before I, I used to hit up my friends, yo, share this thing I wrote or share this video I did. Nobody shared it because it wasn't really like good. <laughs> and this was the first time people did that. And so it was really, really just crazy. And I think uh, I wanted to keep it going, but I started getting texts. Hey, Harrison, I don't want to be in your blog. Um, you know, uh, this is cool, but it's not for me. And I kind of agreed with that. I was slowly becoming this reality character. And I don't know if it like fully fit what I wanted to do, yeah. you know, like becoming that character. And so I, I turned my brain to more like producing and like trying to come like really create a TV show, honestly, um, and, and tossed around a few concepts. They didn't really hit. And then I got connected to the stand-up comic who was here in New York, who's my partner in the show, um, who, uh, who, is an awesome partner with the show. He does a lot of the emceeing at updating a fun, hilarious dude. We got connected and he was doing stand up here in New York, tossing project ideas together. He went to a diner. The story goes with his ex-girlfriend. There was a shitty first date right near him. He started making fun of them, commenting like that. The girl I think was pissed that she were, that the burger wasn't right. Or <laughs> it was like medium and said medium. Well, he started commentating over it. And so the ideas were like coming together, right? Yeah. He gave me a call. We started conversing. And then um, and then we had this idea of like taking a lot of the format I was doing, taking a lot of his skills, like mediating these kind of conversations and putting it on a stage in front of an audience instead of like digital, which to me was just the coolest thing because I was so in this like online world, like co digital content forever. Yeah. I didn't really think about like live shows at the time. And uh, he helped me realize that, look, if you can fill rooms, that's how you can really prove something out. Long story short, the idea for Updating came about. It's a, you know, this blunt date in front of an audience. You have the halftime port, all these elements. I moved to New York City. 
This was end of 2018. Uh, and we, we started this show and then it, it started, uh, I would say all through word of mouth within a few months, it just started, we started going to bigger and bigger venues, people telling their friends about it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like this, you know, they made out on stage or, uh, she threw a cupcake in his face or something. And (laughs) (laughs) so that's how the, that's how the show started. It's, and it's been a fun journey ever since. I think, uh, it's, it's part reality show, part comedy, part game show like it really has so many different things um and that's what people like about it i think the really cool thing about it is that it started so organically like it wasn't like you were trying to set out to go ahead and like create this show but in turn like now it's a you've got you said a residency at city winery right now residency at city winery no which is huge that's insane to think about oh that means a lot well i just find it so interesting because you a lot of times when we see these things start to blow up, no one understands what the backstory was or how right. it came to be. And it's like, no, this is just something that people are actually enjoying because no one really knows how to date. So yeah. having the opportunity to see two people go on a blind date is like, huh, I wonder how I'd be on a blind date. So Harrison, that leads me to my next question, which is, have you ever been on a blind date? Have I ever been on a blind date? That's yeah. a great question, Tina. Uh you know what? I have been on, so where I didn't see her. So I've been on two blind dates. One, I actually, um, I was set up on a blind date in San Francisco when I was living out there. I had no idea what she looked like. I think it was uh, some rabbi of mine, like connected me to someone. And, and, uh, and, and so had no idea what she looked like. But so it was kind of, it was interesting. That was, that might've been my only like real blind date. Um, and then I did I give you anything besides like a name. He gave me the first name. He, he wouldn't tell me, he didn't want me to, to do the stalking. So I showed up at this bar. Uh, we had no chemistry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I think, uh, actually I do think she ordered that spicy margarita we were talking about. Okay. So at least Um, that was a green flag in the date. Yeah. So that was okay. So she didn't order a Guinness. There was no chemistry. But yeah, it's very. It was very interesting, and then I did go on updating. It was a special appearance where I was the guy dater on it, and I kind of removed my producing hat. I removed all this. Brandon, he did all the casting for me. I had no idea who my date was. Uh, I went on my birthday. This was end of 2019, and it was phenomenal. I mean, that was just a night to remember for sure. So, um, did you guys go on a second date? Good question. Uh, we did make out on stage. I, oh, I will say, Harrison, <laughs> with, with 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 blindfolds on, uh, with you know, which added some spice. Um, and I did write her a poem for. I knew how to play the game, Tina. You know, like yeah. it was a little unfair because I knew what was going on, and I did gain so much respect. It helped me become a better kind of showrunner of this also because I saw what these people do who come on our crazy show. I saw what Brandon does. I saw all these elements from a different lens. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. And so was there a second date? Sadly, no. She So she was Swedish, beautiful, charming, cool, uh, like a chef and a painter, kind of my dream <laughs> uh, in a nutshell. I think she she dated like fam- you know someone famous, and I was so excited. And then I went up to her after the show. I was like, um, you know, I would love to take you out again. What's your schedule like on Tuesday? She's like, oh, you're so sweet, but I'm moving. I said, oh, it's fine. Like, what is this? A couple months from now? 
She's like, no, I'm moving Friday to to Sweden. I'm going back to Sweden. So she, uh, she like we. There was no time for a second date. She left. Oh my gosh! Why do I feel like Brandon set you up? It's crazy. I know my heart was broken. <laughs> you said your dream girl, and then she leaves. You know what? This sounds like actually, it sounds like it's a Hallmark movie, and you need to book a flight and go find her. It, look, if uh, if in your twenties, maybe we'll sponsor that. Let's do it. You know, I think uh, you could come and chronicle it. I so I did. Uh, I did do some recent Instagram stalking. Not today, of course. Uh, <laughs> um, I did do some recent stalking, and I uh, I did see she has a boyfriend oh. who who I think is like a billionaire's kid or something. So <gasps> I I don't know. I don't know if I can compete with that. I was gonna say um, like just because but, he got the bag, that might be a little bit of of an upper hand. Oh, I know. Have you ever been on a blind date? I have never been on a blind date. Um, I also have never had my friends set me up. I am what they like to call oh, wow. someone who's always on the apps. Um, any of my friends who are listening, mm. this is me calling you out because you haven't set me up yet. And I know I've said oh. it enough times. So this is a call out to you. And the people oh. who are listening are definitely going to be like, oh, crap. But yeah, I haven't been on a blind date. But if me being the way that I am, I feel like I wouldn't be that bad, but I think I'd I honestly think I'd scare the person. <laughs> as soon as you meet me, I'm a lot. Like No, I, I think you're super cool. I mean, look, uh, uh, I may know of some eligible... Uh, ba- being in this industry, the dating industry, <laughs> I, I might know of some people. So we'll, 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 talk, off, we'll talk offline. I'll, I'll get the... Look, our track record with the show is not great. I think we have... <laughs> I think maybe 10% of the couples have made it to a second date and we have zero success the our our record it's like an olympic event uh our world record for updating is we've had one couple make it to date eight so an eighth date which isn't bad in new york fantastic in new york that is like an almost engagement so that is not bad you see you know what i would love for you to set me up if you do that that means you have to come back and then if that person is like chill enough to come on the podcast, they're going to oh, come back. Oh, wait, that would be pretty fun. Well, right away I can tell I, I would, this is so, I'm having so much fun. Shout out for Tina. Amazing professional. No, I would come back for sure if you'll have me. Oh, definitely. Since we're still on the topic of blind dating, I would like to ask you, what would you say are some of like the benefits of going on a blind date for someone who might be a little bit hesitant to go on one? The benefits of a blind date, so not necessarily blindfolded, just blind date. You don't know what yeah. they look like. You show up at the bar. Okay. So the benefits the of a blind date- The reason why da- he asked that, by the way, guys, is because on the show, they're literally right. blindfolded. <laughs> literally blindfolded. Like that, it, it's a blindfolded blind date on updating. And then obviously, eventually they, they come off. So great question. I would say the benefits of a purely blind date- you don't get in your head. You're not doing this stalking on like all these platforms and Instagram and Facebook. Like you show up there. It's so raw and organic. Like in, in a way, it, it is like meeting someone at the bar because you don't know ahead of time who they are, right? It's like someone just appears uh, out of nowhere. I think it's kind of cool. And again, first dates are so boring. They really are. You know, I've been on one or two, uh, they they get so old and it's the same thing. And why not spice it up? So I think it can lead to something that's so raw and cool and 
if someone else is down for that, then you know that they're a spontaneous person. So you can kind of weed out the people who aren't. So yeah, I think there are a lot of benefits to a purely blind date for sure. I never thought from that perspective of like, okay, they're willing to put themselves out there. Like that. Oh, totally. Oh, without a doubt. And it's funny. We see that with our show because the people go, go on stage, even if the date on stage doesn't work, which does happen often, uh, even if that doesn't work out, a lot of audience members are so interested in the daters and they might come up during the show or after the show, they'll reach out. And it's because the people who do, whether it's this or a blind date in real life, yeah, they're putting themselves out there. And I think that's like sexy today. These days, it's very cool to do that, right? To, to be vulnerable. Like being vulnerable is in. And I think uh, that people have respect for that. Well, it's also interesting that you say it's like sexy to do that. Because when I think of reaching out to someone or like going up to someone at a bar, I'm yeah. the type who's just ready to be like, hey, I guys, this is a trick for me. I'll see like if they've got something that they're wearing that I think is like fun or maybe it's like a team that I hate because you know mm. guys tend to wear sportswear to bars. Um, and so I'll be like, whoa, wait, is that like a Dolphins hat? Like, are you a Dolphins fan right now? And they always look at me like, no, I kind of just like the hat. And I was like, oh, okay, good. Because I thought we were just going to have to fight right now. <laughs> and I don't know why, but it works. Insane. Truly insane. I think it's a good look. The, the men in sports uh, relationship, a tale as old as time. Um, if that. <laughs> what, what's we're, your we're, team, Harrison? Let us know. We're trying, we might be trying to change that. My team. So I, I grew up near Philadelphia, actually. So I'm Stop. big. Yeah. You're South I'm Jersey? A, I'm South Jersey. Are you South Jersey? I'm South Jersey. No. Yeah. Really? What? What part? Sicklerville. Oh, Sicklerville. Is that Rancocas Valley? No. No. That's near like Camden County. It's in Camden County. What high school is that? Timber Creek. I'm close to Cherry Timber Creek. Hill, yeah, Washington. I played Timber Creek. I went to Eastern High School in Voorhees. Oh my god. No wonder oh, we get along so well. Oh, South Jersey. That's cool. We're we're definitely a rare breed, especially in New York. Oh yeah. I mean everyone shits on Jersey in general. So then when you add South to it. It's like another I layer. Know. Oh, it's a different layer. No, I think South Jersey people and Philly people, very, very genuine, I found. Really just cool, uh, you know, know themselves, hustle hard. These love Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> they, Speak they, our minds. So these that means, are some of the stereotypes. That means you're an Eagles fan. Eagles fan. Are you as well? so remember i told you i'm like a lot i'm complicated no i'm a giants fan and i'm an eagles fan whoa yeah i know oh my god i've actually never said that on the podcast so apologies guys uh what are your what's the story behind that well i'm originally from central jersey and my uncle is a huge giants fan but then i moved down south when i was like six years old like the eagles came to my elementary school when i was in first grade like from there on, I had to have my loyalty, but you know, it's whichever team came to me first or like whichever one I saw more right. of first. So that's why I always root for the Giants first. Once they're out, I go for the Eagles. And when the Eagles and the Giants are playing, I wear black and white and I don't say a word. Right. Oh my God. Oh, it's intense. Yeah, that is intense. You like both teams. Wow. Um, what What about basketball? See, I'm indifferent for basketball, but I'll say the 76ers. Sixers, okay. Yeah. I like the Sixers. 
You can tell I don't watch basketball because I said 76ers instead of Sixers. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Sports used to be a much bigger part of my life, I would say. Growing up, diehard sports fan, diehard athlete. And I don't know what happened. It just shifted. Interesting. Ideally for you, how would you like someone to approach you at a bar or at an event or something? Ooh, I would say sense of humor goes so far, goes so far. Uh, You know, I try and bring like humor is my coping mechanism in life. Honestly, like I just when when there are tough moments, I just try and laugh about it. So I would say saying something funny um, and and just, uh, you know, just showing your your energy. Like, I don't need a, a compliment. I Well, look, everyone, guy, girl, whoever you are, loves a nice compliment. You know, love your eyes, <laughs> your your smile or something like that is really cool. But I do think it's, uh, you know, just coming over, like, say something funny and I can just feel your positivity. Like, I can feel that you're a positive person. It's very, I think that's really important. I was listening to this podcast and I don't remember which one, but it, there was an episode, it was a bunch of guys and they were saying like, oh, if a girl comes up to me and she compliments me, like I feel the need to compliment her back. Or if I compliment her, I expect that person to compliment me back. These were like all heterosexual males, by the way. So are you on the same perspective of like, oh, if I go up to someone and I compliment them to like try and hit on them, would you expect to compliment back? It's a good question. I think that's like such a terrible attitude that these like heterosexual like <laughs> guys have. Like at the end, when I give compliments, I don't need for in dating romantic compliments. You're not giving compliments so that you can like try and get your like that's that that's such a bad attitude. You know, I think like you give the compliments because you genuinely like feel these things, right? And if it's returned, that's that's cool. But I would say for me, like definitely not. You, you know, I try and that's just my personality. I love like making people feel good about themselves and, and throwing a compliment here and there. And you don't have to say anything back. So these like so these guys you're talking about, they just said, Look, if I compliment a girl and she doesn't say shit back, like I'm walking away. Yeah, it's they, a little they said that. Oh it's a little red flaggy. Yeah, I think, right. I forget how many of them there were, but I think it was a majority that was like, How old are these guys? Like twenty four? I know they were in their twenties, but that's about it. Yeah. I love how you said twenty four. This is why I date older guys. <laughs> oh, you have to. Well, as as all the listeners know, men men take longer to develop. <laughs> <laughs> in a in a nutshell. It, it's just the truth. And so yeah, I think uh yeah, guys can be immature. Based on the show and also on your personal experiences. How would you say or what ways have been most successful in terms of like hitting on someone? Ooh, I love the topic of hitting on someone. I think uh, uh it's a really that's a really good question. Like what works to uh, so as far as flirting goes, like how do you woo someone essentially, right? Like yeah. what works essentially when you're hitting on someone? I think um I think asking questions works, right? Like coming up when you're hitting on someone like ask ask questions. What are you doing here? Do you love the music that's playing? Wait, oh my God. Are you a big tequila person? You have to be. Uh, you're drinking tequila. Like ask, like ask questions. I think that people get really interested when you're asking questions because what's our favorite topic? Ourselves. We love talking about ourselves. That's just the human identity. So that always works. Um, I think, uh, you know, depending on the environment, if you add in 
a little like, you know, dance move kind of thing. Like being silly, I think always works. Like silliness works when you're hitting on someone. I like all of these responses. I think one time (laughs) I had someone hit on me. This was like, this guys, this is a red flag. Please do not do this. Uh. For someone to hit on me, and this was back in college, but it still scars Uh. me today. Someone came up to me and I was like, I was friends with the people at this party and I was kind of friends with this person, kind of not. They came up and I was wearing a tank top. They came up and bit the back of my arm. Like actually no. chopped. Yes. So Wait, a random guy at a bar just bit you. It was it was like at a I think it was at a frat party, honestly. But he was like a member of the frat. I was kind of friends, like we were acquaintances, and they bit me. So his nickname that my friends and I gave him was Shark Bite. And Oh my god. Yeah. So that's one way not to hit on someone or woo someone. Wait, were you that's like not okay. He just bit you. He just bit me. That was it. Was so weird, and I was that's like, borderline, "Why are you uh, biting me?" That's borderline. You know, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that's, like, um, like, uh, what's it called? Asterisk S S A U L T, possibly. Oh my god. Yeah. Ugh. So that's one thing not to do. Um, Definitely don't do that. But speaking of do's and don'ts, all right. This is we're gonna switch from like wooing someone to first dates. Okay. And so since you have seen a plethora of first dates happen, what are, would you say are some do's and don'ts for like anyone going Ooh. on a first date, whether they're a dating pro or they are scared shitless to go on even a single date a year? Okay. I'll give some do's. I'll start with the do's. Okay. I should actually like make a trade, like trademark a list. Yeah, you should. <laughs> nail, nail that I'm in. Now, I'm not just in the dating industry. I'm in the first date industry. Uh, okay. So one do that I love, sit at the bar instead of the tables where you're, you're sitting across from each other on these dates, sitting in a bar, two stools next to each other. So much better. It, it is such really? a better vibe. Yeah. Because then you can like turn the chair towards each, like when you're sitting facing each other, I don't know. I just feel like it's a little like stolid, you know, it's a little, rigid um from what i've seen so definitely definitely do that other dues on a first date whether it's the bartender the server be friendly towards them like that will go really really far um you know make them make them smile and laugh because then your date will really like that's such an easy way to make your date smile and laugh which should be your goal right um other dues like i said ask questions um Bring a jacket <laughs> in case you get cold. I'm going to be honest with you. That first one about sitting next to each other instead of across, literally a chill went down my spine. Oh, wow. You agree with that? No, I like don't. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. See, that's cool. I've done both. And I think I like, oh, this goes back to me being scary. I like to sit in front of the person so that way they have to make eye contact with me. So that's cool. Okay, that's cool. Well, okay, I see what you're saying. Like, you can't... My whole thing was if you're turning the bar seats, you can face each other. Yeah, you, know you what can... I mean? It's, if like, warm. Like the cor- if you're at the corner of a bar. Yeah, okay. Then it's perfect. So then <laughs> we're getting into, like, geometry here <laughs> uh, on, on In Your 20s. I, I see what you're saying. So, okay, so here's what I'll say. You ready for it? I'm ready. We'll, we'll, take, we'll take the best of both of our ideas. And I, I've, I've done this on a date. Um, you start off sitting across, right? First couple of drinks, you sit across. And then if it's really going well, 
then you move either to the bar or you move to a booth, like you rotate kind of tables, right? Um, and then it's like a better seating arrangement. I like that. Okay, so, taking yeah. notes. And then what would what would you say are some don'ts for a first date? Don't only talk about yourself. Um, don't, oof, that's a good question. I, I mean, was going to say don't text like an hour oh, before the definitely. date. Uh, don't yeah don't set plans an hour before don't pull out your phone during the date don't talk about work the whole time it's so boring like try and understand who they are yeah like, what gets them excited you know i think a uh, couple of my one of my ex-girlfriends we didn't even know what each other did for a living until like our fifth date like we didn't even we just like kept bullshitting about nothing and i just thought it was i, I had no idea what she did and she and i i thought that was cool I kind of like love that. I think we're always returned to the default of talking about how's your day going? Oh, I had to do this at work. Oh, what do you do for work? And then it can go one of two ways where you're both like really excited about your job or maybe someone's not excited. And then it turns into like a very depressive conversation. And I'm saying that because I've had the experience of it. And it's just like, how do we get over this hump where it's like, okay, next topic. Um, There, or you're just waiting and like praying for the server to come so you can just have a pause in the work conversation. I also think what you're saying is so important because work doesn't define who a person is. I love that. Oftentimes, people or people when they're dating, they're like, oh, they don't have a job in their, I'm going to use dating apps for example, they don't have their job in their profile. I don't know what they do. And it's like, but why? Or, Oh, they're in finance. Like, okay, right. this is someone I can like talk to. Granted, I'm totally over the finance guys, but that's just me. Uh- no, that's not. That's not just you. <laughs> <laughs> we we hear a lot of those stories just with the show. Yeah, I'm just like Murray Hill, the Fi Die, please oh. and no, thank you. But also, I just want to say, like, I've been loving this conversation and kind of to wrap it up, because we've hit on a lot of different dating topics. I've got to Amazing ask. Amazing combo. It's been a pleasure. I've got to ask you, what is the craziest or wildest moment that you've seen on updating so far? Ooh, amazing question. Amazing question. Uh, so for those listening, we have no rules with this show. It's so None. raw. No, we have no rules. Anything can happen. It like anything like seriously, uh, I won't get too graphic on the pod, but we've had a couple, couple things. No, we've had you know almost like a blowjob, like a lot of, a lot of crazy things can happen on the show. We no, we let them go to the bathroom backstage like mid show, uh-huh. um, and I, we don't know what happened, but there are rumors that something like that happened. Oh so, my. <laughs> So it can get a little crazy. So that's, I guess, one example. One that comes to mind, uh, we had a mother of one of the dates of the female dater come to the show, serving the audience. They started out, they're blindfolded. She asked, She's like, hey, guys, I need the microphone. So mid-show, we give her the microphone. Stands up. He is disgusting. That is an ugly boy. I can't believe you set him up with my daughter. Uh, Je- like her, her daughter's name is Jelly. Get off this stage. Get off this show. This is horrible. And so we we had no idea what to do. I mean, it was truly crazy. And I think uh, the audience was gasping. Like, this was true. I had no, because it's unscripted. We have no idea what's going to happen. And what ended up did happening is 
because they were so rude to the guy dater, we had a, sometimes we do a vote segment so you can vote someone off the show. So she ended up getting voted off the show because the audience felt bad for this guy that this mo- mom in the crowd was just so rude. And, you know, you, we can, we like honesty, yeah. but don't be like mean, you know, that's so mean. I would cry. So mean. I would cry and then have to exit because that's so queasy. So mean, so mean. It's crazy. Okay. So that's one example. We've had a male stripper on, I mean, truly a lot of crazy moments and, um, one of the things we're doing, we're making our show for TV. I might've mentioned that. And, uh, you know, we're in talks with several production companies right now to adapt the format, which is very, very cool. And we, we kind of like barked up this tree during COVID with a big company, but now we're doing it again, not in COVID. And I think we're going to have success. And people love these like TV moments because that's what we try and bring, like where you, you're there, you can't, you just can't look away. Yeah. A lot of, a lot, often it is very cringeworthy. <laughs> oh my god! Very cringeworthy, but I think that makes great entertainment. And cringeworthy is we we like cringeworthy because we do it in in a way that is still like smart humor and it's still relatable, right? For and sure. that is what I like because like Jackass, you know, huge brand in entertainment, multiple movies, TV, books, all of that. Like that's cringeworthy, but you know it's not like I don't think people would consider that like relatable smart humor right it's yeah. a different brand and and so we're not like jackass like it's a different field <laughs> it's it's meant to be like lighthearted and fun and you guys can exactly like, and it's a great date night right because some people who go on dates have also just like gone there to watch other people date oh awesome question so a lot of people bring a first date to watch a date which is very meta uh a lot of couples come because it's it's like any other reality show right yeah. um you want to make sure you want to reminisce about your first date with your husband or wife. And generally speaking, it's going to be better than the one you're going to see <laughs> on stage. So I think that's like the perfect tagline <laughs> to entice couples. Yeah. But Harrison, thank you exactly. so, so freaking much. Uh, Tina, this, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. I love everything you're doing here. For those listening, Tina's on to some very special things. Uh, I can just feel it. It's thank radiating you. through this, through this, Apple Mac screen. <laughs> I, can, I can feel the success. The gas, like truly. Thank you so much. Well, before you oh, go, of course. you've got to plug where people can find you, where people can find or look up the show. Now's the totally. time to plug all your socials. Oh, that's so sweet. So, uh, so on updating, it's at updating show on Instagram. You can see our, our videos, super funny reels, all that. Our website, if you want to get tickets to an upcoming show updating show.com slash tickets so city winery will be in brooklyn like i said stay tuned if you don't live in new york and you're listening hopefully we'll be coming to you soon uh so definitely check it out and personally you can find me instagram's best at ht foreman um yeah check me on instagram if you want weird movie recs i do have a little movie blog i started over covid uh that's my website harrisonforeman.com You'll be my like eighth ever visitor. <laughs> that is such a lie. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I, but yeah, check that out. So yeah, hit me up on 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 the gram for sure. Awesome. Well, Harrison, thank you again. Oh, Tina, thank you. This is wonderful. Uh, yeah, no, this. Wow. I'm getting emotional. <laughs> okay, we can cry together after. The, the tears are going to happen. <laughs> and guys, <laughs> thank you so, so much for tuning in to another episode of In Your 20s. My name's Tina with an H, and I will catch you next Wednesday.